Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, where we are going to discuss another woman who's nameless. But does it matter that she's nameless? I don't think so. No, because like you said, any one of us could put our name in that slot. Yep, today we're going to be talking about her, but really we're going to be talking about us. Exactly, exactly. And you know what I also (laughs) want to think about is what I saw when my first thought was, Keep going. I'm sorry, I'm choking. Y'all ignore me. We got our usual chocolate and drinks. We're sorry. Sometimes we just can't swallow. Gosh. Okay. So one of the things that's interesting that I liked about this story is we get to see who this woman was, her encounter with Jesus, and then we get to see who she becomes afterwards, after her encounter. That's what's exciting to me on this one. We don't have to stay where we are. That's what, what isn't that the definition of grace? Grace meets you where you are, but it doesn't leave you there. Yeah, we don't exactly. have to stay where we're at. We can actually change and go a different direction. If we're going down the wrong road, we can make a U-turn. We can make a different turn. You know, like okay. So when I was studying for this, this is going to be. Uh, we're going to get deep. Right. We're going to get deep. I mean, like down at the bottom of a well? Is it going to be that deep? <laughs> oh, okay. High five. That was <laughs> Thank good. You. I did like that. Okay. That was funny. Well, um, this woman, um, well, okay. So, like, I have a fascination with um, all the messed up women. I don't know what it is, but it's like in some twisted sort of way, there are thousands before me that did the same thing that I have done. And it just in a weird way, that's probably a weird, twisted, sick way, gives me comfort. No. It gives me comfort no, no, no. to know I am not the first one to screw up no, terribly bad. I think it's a good thing. It's not a, it's, it's not messed up because we're here to help each other. <clears throat> and if we didn't, and in fact, I wish I thought about that when you said that. There is a scripture that says, uh, it talks about that sometimes we go through things just to help somebody else. I agree. I agree. The Lord allows us to experience things so that, um, and you and I both know, we we have both taken our past brokenness and helped other women with their same brokenness. Exactly. And then it also shows you you're not alone. Because what does the enemy do? The first thing the enemy does is, oh, you're alone. You're the only one. There's something wrong with you. And then it's beautiful to be able to open the Bible and go, hey, look, Satan. I'm not alone. I right. am not the only one. And I'm going to go learn how they took care of the problem. You know, I think the Lord uses the Bible. Um, well, he uses it for a lot of things. But one of the things he, I think he uses it for is that he shows us people's mess. Yes. We get to see. I mean, just yeah. like we learned about and, David and Bathsheba. Look at their mess. Exactly. And he still loves them. Look how Martha reacted. in she, like I said, when she went before Jesus, it's not probably the way you should. But he still loved her. Yeah. And I even just, on this messiness, he still loves us. And uh, one thing about this woman... Um, 
we are going to get to see all kinds of right now. So we're in this love chapter, yes, yes. like this love thing. And we're going to get to see all kinds of uh, categories that this woman falls into. And um, I'm, I'm actually kind of, I mean, I wish we knew her name. I wish we knew her name because it's never, it's not mentioned. And, but her lifestyle is a powerful, powerful testimony as to what the Lord can do for so many of us. Her name probably changed anyway because they used to do that in the Bible. Oh, you know, Naomi changed her name. Mara. Jacob was Israel. Yeah, Jacob became Israel. Yeah, Yeah. so probably her name would have changed anyway because she became this new creature. And so she probably would have had a new name. And and like you said, we've talked about skewed love. This is just another... I mean, when I first started reading this, I'm thinking, talk about, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places. All the wrong... (laughs) Like many, many places. I mean, she... But but you know what's neat? She looked many places. My favorite part, though, is love found her. Oh, Yeah. She was looking for love. He certainly did. And love found her. Yeah. And she wasn't even looking for him. No. But he was watching her. Yeah. And that's the beautiful part because the yeah. Lord knew us. And it talks about it in Ephesians. He knew us before we were even born. And he loved us then. So uh, just a disclaimer, y'all. Anna and I have had a, an extremely rough day today and, and yesterday and, yet, and, and yet, the day before for quite it's a been while three Mondays in a row <laughs> and and so we're we're trying literally trying to get it together right now to be able to speak so y'all we might need a little grace tonight but we are not letting the enemy win this we are going to speak about this woman and see what the Lord's going to teach us through um, her search and because her search is so multifaceted so y'all bear with us if we mess up well she was also and what else is neat is how she was trying to hide oh yeah and we're gonna talk about that yep, exactly about that so why don't we pray because that's what we do exactly so why don't we pray let's get let's start digging in okay let's do it no would you like to yes. pray i'm a father holy one of israel the great i am the maker of heaven and earth the one who formed us the one who knows us lord we're asking you to be with us today as we go and learn your lesson We're asking you in the mighty name of Jesus that you will open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts to your word, to the Holy Spirit. Lord, we don't want to stay where we are. We want to become that new creation and wherever it takes us. Because, Lord, we know we're not going to be done until we go home to be with you. So in the meantime, Lord, we need your help and guidance. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Mm, Amen. So there's a song that's going on. It's a Christian song, and it it, ta- it the song is about her, the woman at the well. And um, I'm driving down the road, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, she would be awesome to talk about during this love series. I I thought, yep, okay, she's she's made the cut, she's made the list. We're doing it. I'm sure she'd be excited if she yeah. knew. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, I really think about it. I think any woman who who's been hurt, who's been healed. And knows that they can help somebody else, they'd be thrilled. I always tell Ray, if you need to use me as an example, go mm-hmm. for it. Because if it helps somebody, that's great. Yep. Doesn't matter what happened. Doesn't matter how embarrassing it was. If it's going to help somebody, let's do it. Yep. Oh, I agree. I agree. People ask me all the time, can I use your testimony? I'm like, I, whatever, any part you want to use. Exactly. Go for it. I don't care. Go for it. So, all right. So, let's, let's see what all we can... Um, 
Let's see what all we can learn from her mess and her mistakes concerning love. And um, I was, we won't know until we get done and make a decision, but I was thinking about calling this, um, the title of this may be something about multitasking love, because she is certainly multitasking in the love department. <laughs> well, well, she's multitasking, but, but it's also, it would be good to think about, she doesn't know what love is. Not at she's all. She's confused. So maybe confused love. But she's about also, to find yeah, out. Oh, I like that title. Confused love might right. be a good thought because she's very confused about what love means. And you know what? That's I a great title. Let's go with that. Her. Now, here's this. She's confused about love, right? Well, I don't know where she got confused, but have you ever turned on the TV? Oh, they don't Oh, my know. goodness. No. Mm-mm. And the Hallmark Channel? Come on. I know. It's your favorite. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it is her absolute unfavorite of all times. Keep that up when you go to the nursing home. I'm not going to do your eyebrows and I'm not going to oh, your hair. Yeah, Remember okay. the deal. You're right. Yes. Okay. So tell people the deal, Anna. What's the deal? You so can't we, throw that nugget of info out there and not tell people. We, we made a deal that if we ever have to go to a nursing home. I promised her I'd keep her eyebrows trimmed and her hair colored. As long as she promises I'm not parked in front of the Hallmark Channel. Because if <laughs> anyway, I'm going to drag myself away from that TV. <laughs> Uh-uh. We and we, uh, I promise you, I promise you, I will not have yeah. you parked in we front visited of the Hallmark nursing home. She hates the Hallmark Channel. And, and the, the, the lovely people seem to enjoy what they're watching. And I thought that was beautiful. But me, oh, please, come on, no, Put and, somewhere else. And me, I, I refuse to go gray. So that's my, that's yeah. my part so of the deal. That's our deal. Don't, don't let friends me go do, gray. So. And keep my eyebrows done. You just got to. <laughs> but that's, but we're going to go back to, we've got a really confused love in our world. We, we see it on TV. It's in schools. You know, the books that people read, it's confusing what real love is. And that's why we started the chapter off with warning, what is love? You know, patient, kindness, gentleness. It's not proud. It's humbled. And it, it definitely doesn't go from one person to the next, to the next, to the next. I mean, I saw it today. The other day, I was watching about some, like, Valentine's Day specials. I guess this is a perfect time to do this because, you know, we just passed the Valentine's Day. Oh, I guess Day. we did. We did. And I saw one of the specials was, I think it was Hooters, that if you bring in a picture of your ex, they'll put it through the shredder. Okay. I'm sorry you had a bad relationship, but that's not the answer. <laughs> Make them feel oh, better. That's okay. There's a zoo who was doing the same thing. They would take a cockroach and name him to cockroach after your ex so that you could feed it to the meerkats. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. That's funny. I would love to fe- feed the meerkats, <laughs> but I'm not naming the cockroach after some ex. That's just not right. That's morbid. It's not right. That's morbid that's- to name the thing and then send it off to the to its death. Well, well, I know if I name a critter, it's going to get become a pet, but Roach is pushing it. A.K.A. her stink bug friend hey, named Peppy. Peppy. Leave Peppy alone. Oh, my Peppy, gosh, Anna. I laughed so hard. Peppy. Peppy was found. We're okay. Oh my gosh. She was literally worried because Peppy disappeared. I'm like, who's Peppy? So she sent me a picture of the stink bed. I'm like, you've got to be kidding. He lived in my plant for two weeks before I named him. I thought I was doing pretty good. I waited oh two goodness. weeks. Oh my goodness. This is our life. Y'all, yeah, this is it. I'm but, sorry. So on about confused love. Hey, I'm just, you know, the thing is. Just because you broke up with somebody doesn't mean you can't love that person. It's not. I'm shaking my head. Yes. Yeah. Because it's not about feelings. The Lord told us to love. If we based it on feelings, we probably never love hardly anybody. 
Uh, agreed. So naming your eggs and shredding it or feeding it to a meerkat is no love at all. And all you're doing is harboring bitterness. I'm sorry. It's okay. I've never heard of such a thing. I'm just laughing. I think it was the Bronx Zoo, but I can't remember now. That's um, hilarious. I'm sorry. That's funny. I read strange That's stuff. just funny right there. But I'm just saying is, but that's, that's what our society is teaching. If I break up with you, you're my ex. I don't love you. And I can be mean. You know, and we're about to find out how many exes she had. <clears throat> okay. So, well, then let's begin. So her story starts out slow and normal. Just another day at the well, gathering water, chatting it up with a stranger. And then, bam, her life will never be the same. Mm-hmm. Never be the same. She was so, isolating herself. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're, we're going to talk about oh, yeah. that. So let's just jump right in and see what a disaster of a mess she's got going on. Um, unfortunately, it's one that she would call normal. Right. That's so true. let's begin. Okay. So um, I, when I, I copy and paste the scripture into my notes and I get my stuff out of the Bible Gateway. And um, the title of this one is called A Samaritan Woman Meets Her Messiah. So I want to stop right there. We're not even going to make it past the title. Okay. So um, I started thinking, I hope that we could all recognize our own divine encounter with Jesus because we all have one. He pursues all of us. And the Bible says there will not be a single living soul that will not be aware of Jesus before they die. We might reject him, but he will introduce himself no matter what. And we may, um, well, you had to let the dogs in. Yes, he can't stand by being by himself. How did you know he was at the door? Because you keep hearing him whining. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I didn't even bomb- hear him. Yeah, he hates being by himself. Okay, that's all. Sorry. It's just you and me here, and so just let the dog in. Okay, so anyway, um, I'm, I'm praying that we would be able to recognize um, when the Lord has his divine encounter with us. May it forever change our lives internally and in such a mighty blessed way. She's about, she's about to get her divine encounter with the Lord. So let's see what happens. Can I stop there? That's where I wanted, where I was um, talking about earlier about Ephesians 1. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption by the sons of Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise in, of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. So he knew about her before she was even born. He already knew what she was going to do. Yeah. And he still makes a plan. He does. To seek her out. We're yes. going to see that. He makes the same plan for us. Exactly. To seek us out. Exactly. Okay. And, and, but she had a choice. She did. I'm sorry. sorry no, I'm we just talked about that. We yeah. just talked about how she had a choice. She had a choice. Um, okay. So our journey begins with her in John 4, chapter 1. Okay. It says, I feel like I'm way too loud, Anna. Am can, I way too loud that, to you? Not to me, but there's your volume if you need to turn it down. Okay. I don't, I'm scared to mess with it because mm-hmm. Ray will say he can't hear me. Okay, here we go. 
If I'm too loud, ladies, then you're just going to have to turn your own volume down. I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, Bray tries to make sure that y'all can hear us very good, and y'all don't have to keep turning up and down your knobs when you're listening to us. Yes, and I have a bad habit of not speaking into the mic. Like now. Yes, okay. It is what it is. It's just never going to happen. That's fine. Use your outdoor voice. (laughs) Oh, I certainly have that. Okay. All right. So, John 4, Chapter 1. No, Yes, John, John chapter four, four John verse chapter one. four, verse one. I'll get it right eventually. I told you I was discombobulated. Here we go. Therefore, the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself did not baptize, but his disciples did. He left Judea and departed again to Galilee, but he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, Sychar, I'm not sure, Sychar, um, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Therefore, Jesus, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. You probably told. Oh, oh goodness. He's, oh, he's about to be on my lap. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So, I wanted to know why he did he have to go through Samaria? Because he said he needed to. I know. We're going to talk about yeah. that. Because your husband does timestamps. Yes. And so, I yes. dug into, he, he would be so proud. <laughs> I dug into the timestamp. Because it says in verse 4 that he needed to go. So, I pulled up a map. So Jesus was leaving. Here's the here's the big picture. Jesus Jesus was leaving Galilee, and he was headed to Judea, and Samaria was right smack in the middle. Okay, so it was the quickest route. But um, okay, and she was right in his path. Right. But do you know okay. a lot of Jews used to go around? Samaria? Okay, but we're going to talk about that. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Sorry. Yep, that's in there. Okay. Okay. Um. And you may actually have. Um, I wrote a little, a little snippet on that, so you may have to. You may add. So okay. when we get to it, that's fine. Um, okay. So, um, so she was right in his path, and um, but you know what? So are we. Yes, we're right in his path. Okay. So to add to this, um, Ray is always talking about Ray is Anna's husband. He's our pastor. And he's always talking about how we should be paying attention to the timestamps in the Bible. Okay. Which is where the Lord gives his dates and his times. And it's all about um, like the context clues. Okay. So when he said, when the text said, this is the sixth hour, I was like, hold up. We need to know for sure what this is. So in case it's important, um, I looked up what the sixth hour was at that time, and it's noon. High okay. noon. Okay. So we know what we know is that it was hot. Yes. They were tired. They were hungry. And they needed to rest. Yes. Okay. And so here we go. Verse 7. As And that is going to be important later. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole reason I, I mentioned that is because it was noon. It was hot. And we're going to use that later in our story. Okay, so verse 7. A woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. All right, so now here we're going to talk about that. 
Why did the Jews not associate with Samaritans? Okay, and this is important for us to explore because here we are reading that Jesus asked her for... um, Your dog is licking my knee. Uh, Jesus, uh, reading that Jesus asked her for water and he wanted to chat it up. So why was he not avoiding her? She wanted to know that same thing. Okay, remove the fact that he is Jesus and he doesn't avoid people. So let's focus on the fact that he's a Jew and he's breaking all the unwritten but outspoken rules for this particular woman. So to answer the question of why Jews hated Samaria, there are several reasons, but one of the main reasons was one of the major reasons that fits into this particular story was that they were a mixed race of Jews and Gentiles. Gentiles were called pagan people back then, and they got married and they had some babies, which was a huge no-no. And she was a child from a for, from a forbidden and disgusting race. So also as mentioned earlier is that I wanted to see why he had to go through Samaria. I, I think this is a good time though to mention. <clears throat> Please notice that Jesus doesn't look at that. He, he created all of, exactly. He created all of us. He does not have a preference. I mean, no. what I'm saying is he he didn't look at the he doesn't look at people based on their skin color or their gender. No, which he created both. Yes, he created both. He looks at the heart. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sorry, that was a great time for me to put some chocolate in my mouth. Maybe not. Okay. No, perfect. Somebody might be having popcorn right now. It's okay. Maybe so. Chew it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So also as mentioned, why he had to go through Samaria um, was that when the Jews, the Jews made it a point to travel great lengths to go around mm-hmm. Samaria. And it was a real, real long way. But they did it just to avoid Samaria. Anyway, mm-hmm. they would literally take the long route just to avoid it. But Jesus, he clearly didn't care. He had a mission and a meeting, and he had to make it to that well at high noon. So what makes her so special? Pre-planned. Yeah, let's dig into why she's so special. Okay, verse 10. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and that well is deep. Where do you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his um, livestock? And what I think is funny from this is she is giving him the Mm -hmm. history lesson. He's the one that created the whole history lesson. And what's funny is his conversation, when I had done my research a while back, it's funny because he was doing this specifically to draw her in. He mm-hmm. wasn't just sitting there and, you know, whatever. He was trying to draw her in. So, for instance, um, he was showing that he, that he cared, but Jesus used what she knew to discuss spiritual things. They called springs living water. That's why he used that. Even though she thought he was talking about a, a real spring somewhere, and he was talking about himself, but he was trying to grab her attention. And then, um, so because Jesus didn't have a bucket, she probably assumed that he had something else in mind. Mm-hmm. But his whole plan was to get her to talk about the spiritual things. Yep. And he used exactly what she was doing mm-hmm. at that particular moment. Yes. 
in his own instructions. Exactly. His own chat. He wasn't talking off topic. He was literally talking about what was he going on. He wasn't talking over her head. He no. wasn't talking all religious and, you know, and trying to make himself seem so high and mighty. He was on her level the way yeah. we should be mm-hmm. on the somebody's level speaking about what, you know, what they know, using what they know to help talk about spiritual things. Okay, so let's skip to verse 14. Not skip to, it's next. Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But that water that I give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. Okay, we're going to stop again. We do a lot of stopping on this one. We don't get very far. Um, we get very far, but we stop a lot. We're going to chat about That's a lot good. of things. Okay, so she is not grasping what he is actually saying, and that's okay. But what I do hear is the desperation in her voice to be free. This is the calm before the storm because her world is about to explode in a grand, eternal way. And I always say, and I always say this, and you've heard me say this, until you are desperate enough to change and desperate enough to not be in your current situation, you will stay, unfortunately, right Mm -hmm. where you are. But she no longer wants to be right where she's always been. She's desperate enough to have what he is offering, to want what he is offering, and what he is offering is eternal. Right, but also she could be having a way that maybe she found a way to run away. Maybe she found a way. If I don't have to come here, maybe there is another place I can go to so that I can. It's not that I'm going here because I'm trying to not face anybody and I'm trying to hide from people. Maybe there's another place I can go. Maybe there's another place I can go and be accepted because nobody knows who I am. Don't we do that sometimes? We go and run away. How many people do you know in a church who leaves one church to another church because they don't want people to know what Mm -hmm. they had done and they're trying to hide? Oh, or they go into a huge, super huge church so they don't have to mingle. They don't have to get to know anybody. They can Mm -hmm. go to church, check off their little checkbox and say, but I went to church. Not get close Uh because you can hide that way. Yes. And you can hide your, you try to hide your sins. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, but this was another part that shows us. God already knew her sins, and he still met her anyway, because he had a bigger picture for her. Mm-hmm. Oh, an eternal one. Yes. And so, again, it's the same one he has for us. Right. So, ladies, if you're, if you, take a look. Are you running away? Are you trying to go somewhere else? Are you trying to start a new life, but in the wrong way? Mm-hmm. And we're about to talk about that, yep. too. Yep. for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.